It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From the banks of the Charles River. This is Reporters Roundup, bringing you the stories making news right now on WBZ News Radio 1030. WBZ News Time 1230. Good afternoon. I'm Mary Blake. WBZ News, 72 degrees in Boston. We want to welcome you to Reporters Roundup on this Friday, the 16th day of June. Some of the stories making news today. I'm Tug Cope and Taunton. The courtroom goes silent as Michelle Carter is found guilty of involuntary manslaughter and the death of her boyfriend. A wild police chase that started in Malden ends with the death of a man in New Hampshire. I'm Carl Stevens. This is Ben Parker, opening ceremonies for Sale Boston 2017. Amazon has threatened brick-and-mortar stores for years. Now it's buying one. I'm Tracy Jonke for Bloomberg Business. I'm Mike Riley. It is day two and round two at the U.S. Open. On Wall Street, the Dow up six points, NASDAQ down 14, the S&P 500 down two. And Reporters Roundup is brought to you by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. Topping our news, we have a verdict in the texting suicide case of Michelle Carter. And there was high drama in the courtroom this morning as Judge Lawrence Moniz announced his decision. We go live to the courthouse now in Taunton. WBZ's Doug Cope was in the courtroom. And Doug, the judge explained his reasons for finding Carter guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Uh, yes, Mary Judge uh, Lawrence Moniz uh, spoke for about 10 to 15 minutes. And the short story is, Mary, uh, he basically said that Michelle Carter, uh, uh, her conduct was reckless and wanton uh, when it came to uh, talking with and texting her boyfriend, uh, Conrad Roy, Conrad Roy, in his pickup truck nearly three years ago, the truck filling full of carbon monoxide. And the judge said that uh, Michelle Carter was guilty of involuntary manslaughter because she did not tell him to get out of the truck, essentially. She had uh, uh, told him, according to evidence, to get back into the truck. And Conrad Roy ultimately uh, died of carbon monoxide poisoning. Now, Mary, uh, during, the, uh, during the courtroom case, uh, Michelle Carter cried into her hands uh, at first as the judge began uh, reading his decision in this case. But then she stood emotionless uh, as the judge... Uh, toward the end of his, uh, uh, toward the end of his speech, basically uh, told her that she was guilty of involuntary manslaughter. She stood emotionless, staring straight ahead. And also, Mary, there have been just a few comments uh, following this. Uh, Conrad Roy uh, Jr., who is Conrad Roy's father, had a very brief statement saying it's been a tough time for the family. They are happy with the verdict, and they were thankful to uh, Judge Moniz. Now, the uh, defense team for Michelle Carter. Uh, had no comment uh, afterwards other than to say they were disappointed. Uh, Michelle Carter will be sentenced on August 3rd. They said they would not comment uh, pending that uh, sentencing, Mary. All right, Doug, this obviously has had uh, quite a lot of attention, uh, looking at the whole idea of whether words can kill. So again, we have Judge Lawrence Moniz uh, finding a Michelle Carter guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Doug, thank you so much.
Well, this is making shock waves in the business world. Amazon is digging into the food business with a big buy. They plan to acquire Whole Foods in a nearly $14 billion deal. Bloomberg's Tracy Jonke joins us now. And Tracy, what exactly does this deal mean? The deal uh, gives Amazon a greater base for its grocery delivery aspirations. Mary gives Whole Foods a powerful partner in negotiating lower prices from distributors and relief from intense shareholder pressure to do something about its falling sales. Amazon considered a takeover of Whole Foods beginning last fall. If regulators approve, they'll join forces as soon as this fall. And there is some irony in the fact that Amazon is buying a brick-and-mortar retailer since it has long been blamed for the demise of thousands of brick-and-mortar stores. But there is some concern it could lead to the demise of many more. We're seeing shares of Walmart, Target, Costco, and many others drop today, Mary. There's also the whole idea of the company culture. You have Amazon, and then you have Whole Foods. Uh, Very different customers, or not really? It seems like there wouldn't be a lot of overlap, but analysts say that there is a, a surprising amount. The um, Amazon really wants sort of the high-income, high-value customers that Whole Foods uh, attracts. You know, it kind of has this reputation of being this crunchy granola company, but it's also called Whole Paycheck. And yes. so the people who do shop there have money, and they're not afraid to spend it. Mary. We are both. Thank you so much, Tracy Junkie at Bloomberg. There's a wild police chase overnight that started in Malden and ended with a man dead in New Hampshire. WBZ's Carl Stevens made an early trip to the Granite State this morning. And his with me now, Carl, this uh, made uh, news early this morning. And uh, we had that in our newscast since it uh, first developed. Uh, what happened? This was wild. You know, I got here at the station about 4 o'clock this morning. And I was talking to traffic reporter Joe Stapleton, who worked the overnight. And Joe told me, He has never heard anything like this in a police scanner in his life. And Joe's been listening to police scanners for decades. What happened was, in Malden, yesterday, there had been a bolo, a be-on-the-lookout, issued for a guy named Michael Brown, 40 years old, Presque Isle, Maine, sexual assault and other charges out of Maine. He was spotted in Malden. State police chased him north and north and north, going up 495. Police say that the guy was out of his window during the chase, was firing shots at the troopers. Anyway, they put down some stop sticks. He was driving the wrong way on 495 at a time. Finally, in Newton, New Hampshire, little town just over the border, he crashes into a tree, shots were fired, and he's dead. State police are investigating. The New Hampshire Attorney General's office is investigating. In fact, they're at the Newton, New Hampshire Police Station. We heard from Assistant Attorney General Jeff Strelson for the state of New Hampshire. They've got the whole thing under investigation, but the bottom line is it was a wild, wild, wild night. And I understand there is some question as to whether Brown was shot by police. You know, I asked uh, the Assistant Attorney General Strelson about that, and he said, we believe that he was killed by shots fired by the police. But it'll be up to the medical examiner to make that determination because there was a gun in this in this guy's vehicle. All right, WBZ's Carl Stevens. Carl, thank you. Well, the top attorney for the Trump transition team, the team has ordered the organization's staff to uh, preserve all records and other materials related to the ever-widening investigation by special counsel Robert Mueller into contacts between the Trump campaign and Russian representatives. And that this all comes after reports that Mueller had begun to investigate the president for possible obstruction of justice. Correspondent Bob Costantini joins us now. Bob, it looks like uh, once again the president has taken to Twitter and he's sharing his displeasure about all of this. Well, yes, there's been a tweet storm this morning, at least four tweets from the president, uh, Mary. 
Uh, and in one of them, he seems to confirm that he's being investigated by special counsel Robert Mueller for possible obstruction of justice. He professes his innocence, of course. Quote, I am being investigated for firing the FBI director by the man who told me to fire the FBI director, witch hunt, end quote. That's uh, one of the president's main tweets today. That is also a reference to Rod Rosenstein, the deputy attorney general who picked Robert Mueller as a special counsel. Rosenstein wrote the memo about James Comey that was the original official White House basis for firing Comey, uh, alleging that he had mishandled the Clinton email probe. But a couple of days after the firing, the president himself was on was in an NBC News interview and told Lester Holt that he fired James Comey because of the overall Russia investigation. Now, the uh, obstruction of justice possibility relates to the president's uh, first off, first and foremost, relates to the president's meeting alone uh, with James Comey on February 14th. And that's where Comey says the president wished he would let go of the Flynn Russia investigation. Also, the special counsel will be looking into whether the president may have tried to talk uh, director of national intelligence Dan Coats and NSA administrator Mike Rogers into some kind of statements about the president's innocence in all of this. Uh, that's something we do know that's being investigated. The two of them would not answer questions last week uh, in a Senate committee about what the president had told, what the president asked them possibly to do. All right, correspondent Bob Costantini on Capitol Hill. You're listening to Reporters Roundup, a closer look at the stories making news each day on WBZ News Radio 1030. And it is cut day at the U.S. Open. WBZ's Mike Riley is keeping track of the leaderboard from Aaron Hills, Wisconsin. And joins me now, Mike Ricky Fowler, still leading the charge. Yeah, Mary. Uh, you know, he had a great day yesterday, uh, seven under entering round two. But you know what? The guy who knows more about that is WBZ's Bob Bubka, who is on location at the 117th U.S. Open Tournament. And uh, Bob, just two hours to go for Ricky Fowler, right? You're exactly right, Mike. Ricky Fowler, who fired a 65 in the opening round and had the lead at seven under par, just under two hours before he begins his second round. Out on the golf course, chasing him down, 21-year-old Siwoo Kim, who won the Players' Championship. He's at minus six. He's just one back. And Paul Casey, also at six under par. He's just one back. All right, Bob, thank you very much. And Mary, he'll have updates all weekend long here on WBZ News Radio 1030, U.S. Open coverage from Aaron Hills, Wisconsin. And uh, how about the NBA coming up next week? The Celtics have uh, the number one overall pick. Any insight uh, who they might take? That's right. Yeah, the draft is six days away. Celtics, as you said, number one overall pick. And uh, Markel Fultz, he's at the top of the draft board for just about everyone, Mary. He's a Washington guard. But ESPN reporting at the Celtics will take Kansas forward Josh Jackson. Again, six days away, NBA draft. Celtics with the number one pick. All right. Mike Riley in the aceticket.com sports studio. From the golf course and the basketball courts to the high seas, Sail Boston 2017 is here, bringing excitement to the harbor and the waterfront. WBC's Ben Parker is out there right now. That's a great assignment, Ben. How are they kicking things off? 
Well, opening ceremonies right now, Mary, in fact, still going on behind us, opened with uh, pomp and pageantry for Sale Boston 2017. We heard from the Middlesex County volunteer fife and drums. They led in a parade of colors, uh, the national colors brought in by the USS Constitution Color Guard, and we heard from the Coast Guard Band, which played the national anthem. Now, there was a prayer for uh, the fleet, for the events here from the vicar of the Old North Church. They'll be hanging a couple of lanterns uh, up in their steeple. I think they did that at least once before. Uh, and, and, and a lot of folks talking here, including Boston Mayor Marty Walsh, uh, who uh, thanked uh, the governor's office for helping to bring this whole event here, the hospitality industry, all of the sponsors, all of the things that go into this. And he says it's a pleasure to kick off what he calls a wonderful celebration. And, uh, of course, uh, gives folks, he says, a chance to learn about world culture right here in Boston for people to come and see the waterfront and how it has changed over the years. Yeah, you've had a, a bird's eye view, I should say a front row seat, given that you came in with the Navy vessel. And I just in terms of what people are looking at, what would you consider to be the prime vantage point and what should they be looking at in terms of all of the 50 ships that are there? Well, if you look at uh, the prime vantage point anywhere along the waterfront, it's going to be a good place to see all of this uh, this happening. Uh, of course, the, 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 the ship that I rode in on yesterday, the USS Whidbey Island, that is down at the North Jetty uh, in South Boston. Boats can go on to that. Of course, you can go on to all of these boats uh, as they dock in the harbor over the weekend after the uh, Grand Parade of Sail uh, and, and on to next week. Now, of course, there's going to be a lot of people here. It could be upwards of 2 million people. And, and I want to mention this because Mayor Marty Walsh said a lot of people are going to be coming in from out of town. He had a message, by the way, for folks in Boston uh, if they're asked for directions to make sure that they speak slowly and clearly and pronounce their R's so people understand them. All right, Ben Parker watching firsthand the opening ceremonies for Sail Boston going on all this weekend. A reminder, WBZ is your official sponsor for Sail Boston. You can learn more about what's going on this weekend by visiting our website or downloading the Sail Boston app. return once again to what promises to be a spectacular weekend event, Sail Boston 2017. The harbor playing host, as we've been telling you, more than 50 tall ships, if you're counting them. A six-day event that has kicked off, uh, well, just about an hour ago. Grand Parade of Sail, 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Now, you have to say you find all kinds of people on these ships, and, well, we have WBZ's Chris Fama, a guest on the Chilean ship Esmeralda. We've been hearing from him all week as he set sail from Norfolk, and uh, he arrived in Boston, well, just not too long ago, and caught up with the British Royal Navy midshipman Tom Dawkins uh, talking about his unusual duties aboard the Esmeralda. So before I joined the Navy, I had a job, a full-time job in the civil service, which wasn't particularly interesting. During <laughs> out of that time, I was semi-professional classical baritone, so I sang concerts, church stuff. Um, I also uh, did sound recording work for small, small films, independent films, and I did lighting and sound for theatre productions. So, crooner that you are, are you a part of the voice contest that they have on board here? Uh, I was. It's contentious. The problem is, it's because I leave in Boston. Because I leave in Boston, I can't take part in the finale. Uh, So I took part in the first round, and then there was the drama of realizing one of the contestants (laughs) was not going to be on the ship for the finale. So sadly, um, I can't represent uh, my blue blue guard, Team Azul, um, because of that. But I have been singing uh, at the karaoke's. Which has been a really good icebreaker, actually. Because, yeah, they love their karaoke's here, which British people generally don't do karaoke unless utterly drunk. So they like their karaoke's here. So it's, um, it's been a good icebreaker because uh, the amount of music that they know from the States and from home 
uh, is great. So no, that's that's been a really useful element, actually. <laughs> British Royal Navy Midshipman Tom Dawkins speaking with Chris Fama here at WBZ. Chile and the Royal Navy, by the way, have had close ties as Chile hired the British to organize and command their navy. And that's going to do it for this edition of Reporters Roundup, our list of reporters today that we thank very much. Doug Cope, Tracy Jonke, Carl Stevens, Bob Costantini, Mike Riley, Ben Parker, Chris Fama, editor Kate Gallagher, producer Jamie Blanco, and Jay Borselli in Master Control. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.